Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Financial Times. We value your feedback. Please go to ft.com slash listen and fill out a short survey for a chance to win a pair of Bose acoustic noise-cancelling headphones. The FT Google, Facebook, Apple and now Twitter. The list of companies that submit to Ireland's data protection regime is a long and growing one. But not everyone is happy. Dublin faces grumbling both in Brussels and capitals across Europe, many of whom argue that Ireland's enforcement of European data protection rules is too weak. I'm Ravi Matu, the FT's technology editor, and joining me to discuss European regulation and US tech groups are Murad Ahmed, our European technology correspondent, and Duncan Robinson, the FT's Brussels correspondent. Duncan, if I can start with you, um, this argument kind of goes to the heart of how regulation works. Can you just explain what this fight is about and how it applies to the tech companies? At the moment, Brussels is mulling how to reform its data protection rules, which are 20 years old. So to put that in perspective, that's roughly 10 years before Facebook was founded. So these rules are in need of an update The rules as they stand at the moment are relatively flexible for member states. So each member state can interpret them how it chooses. That means there's big differences in how companies are punished when they do something wrong and the attitude of data protection agencies and how they deal with companies. Can you explain then where things sit now? Because it seems like a lot of companies are in Ireland because of the regulatory regime. Is that correct? And if so, what are the implications for other capitals? Because as I said in the intro, you know, people are a bit worried about their application of the rules being a bit too lax. Well, Ireland's carved out a niche for itself of being Europe's tech hub. 29 of the 30 biggest technology companies have their international operations based out of Dublin. Data protection is just one aspect that makes Ireland attractive for these companies. And this is because the data protection agency has a very sort of convivial attitude in the way it deals with companies. It's not confrontational and it says that it tries to sort of work with the companies to make sure that it doesn't break the rules. Now this contrasts with other European operators who are, are very keen on threatening companies with large fines if they step out of line. Now, Murad, if I can bring you in here as well to build on the company perspective, Duncan talks a little bit about collaborative nature of the relationship, but this goes a bit deeper, doesn't it, in terms of Ireland and the role and relationship it has with some of these big tech groups? Yeah, Ireland's gone out of its way to attract big technology companies. Uh, actually, if you go down to Dublin, they're all kind of on the same stretch of redeveloped land uh, next to a very nice canal. And it's not just got to do with data protection. Obviously, the relatively low corporate tax rates in Ireland and uh, some very nifty tax regimes that the likes of Google and Apple have introduced through Ireland are part of the wider attraction of, of setting up a European base there. Well, you should be very clear. There's nothing illegal in what they're doing, is there? I mean, they establish operations in Ireland, their tax advantages, which you would expect companies to look to do. From the company's perspective, they're presumably trying to preserve the nature of this regime on a regulatory front and preserve their close connections to the Irish system as they've established it there. 
Absolutely. What the companies will say, and we've spoken to Facebook in particular about this, is that it makes sense that if you're going to set up a headquarters, for whatever reason in a country like Ireland, you want to be able to talk to your local regulator about these complex data protection issues. They feel that the current regime is very complicated to navigate. And what they would like is what had been discussed previously, a one-stop shop, so that they know that if a ruling comes down from their local data protection watchdog, in this case out of Ireland, that it would satisfy all 28 EU member states. What they say is they do not want to have to go to 28 different uh, watchdogs, potentially 28 different courts to satisfy the claim and they say that'll be a burden on them and a burden on innovation in general. Duncan, for consumers at least, and also from a governance perspective, you would think that this would be a great example of a pan-European regime being set up. Can you give us a sense of what we expect might be coming down the line in terms of a a kind of pan-European regime? There is going to be no one-stop shop. That means that other data protection agencies will be able to challenge decisions made by their peers. And then if there's still a disagreement, this will be booted upstairs to the supranational regulator. Now, these are all very embryonic plans. These haven't been made into law yet. So this is all a little bit up in the air. And this is confusing both companies and the data protection agencies themselves, who aren't sure just how effective this system is going to be. So, Murad, finally, what are the implications for consumers? Can you give us a sense of what this means if, if I'm a user of Facebook in Europe, and also how it compares to the US regime? This is one of the issues that we talked to the regulators about. For example, the French watchdog bring this up as a concern. They say if you're a French citizen and you have a complaint, are you seriously going to go to Dublin to make that complaint? That seems unfair and these are issues of proximity that they want solved in whatever the future European regime on data protection is. If you go around Europe, the French and German watchdogs are particularly strong on enforcement. There is a lighter touch and a less confrontational attitude taken by the more Atlanticist countries, Britain and and Ireland. In the US, as ever, when it comes to regulation, things are a lot simpler and a lot easier by the looks of things. First of all, there's one huge market and rules are pretty evenly distributed across all the states. And it's largely a self-regulated sphere. There aren't strict rules in the way that the EU has had in the past and is contemplating now. But around the world, the global picture is changing rapidly. You get countries like Argentina and Iceland who have enormously strict data protection rules. Largely, though, what you're seeing is a push towards the EU standard because it's seen as a relatively fair place. If you're a multinational, compliant to the EU standard is normal. One way you could see that is South Africa recently changed its data protection rules and it incorporated the right to be forgotten, which is a new ruling that came down in Europe that meant that uh, if you've got search results that you want expunged from Google because it contains sensitive information, you can ask for that. South Africa went and introduced it. So globally, you're seeing this push towards the EU standards. So this fight at the European level has a wider global impact. It sounds like the latest chapter in Silicon Valley versus Europe and its operations here could well be of a regulation. Story to watch and watch. Duncan Robinson in Brussels and Murad Ahmed in London. Thanks very much. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash 
podcasts.